welcome to another episode of The Doctor's Companion. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And I am Nick Jimenez. And today on the show, we're going to be talking about the third episode of Series 9, Under the Lake, uh, which is written by Toby Whithouse and directed by Daniel O'Hara, uh, part one of another two-parter. Um, but before we get into that, uh, I thought we could talk about uh, – we got some emails. So let's uh, let's talk about that. Let's follow up with uh, with good old Marty from New Zealand. Mm. Um, he sent in another uh, – he sent in another another email about his his whole uh, Clara might be the master theory. Uh, he says, I've been researching a few things, particularly with season nine well underway and came up with the following. There's there's also info going back to the 12th regeneration that might be relevant. So here we go. It's been pointed out to me that we did see Clara's timeline from birth to death and rings of Akaton. Uh, but. Don't underestimate the power of the moth when he writes lines like, why this one? Why did I choose this face? It's like I'm trying to tell myself something, like I'm trying to make a point. But what what is so important that I can't just tell myself what I think? If the doctor can appear with a face of someone he previously encountered, perhaps the master can too. Clara may well have started out as just Clara, but perhaps did die as predicted when she jumps into the doctor's time stream. The master takes her face to slip back into the doctor's life. He can't tell himself what he thinks because he doesn't know. Perhaps the TARDIS, TARDIS helped this to happen to make a point to him. Perhaps that's also why the, doctor, the TARDIS doesn't like Clara. Uh, further to the above, Stephen Moffat had to say that had to say this about the order of Missy's master, whether she came after John Sim. In my head, as it stands, she's the one after John. But my researches aren't complete, so I'd better say nothing, as I've been wrong before. You could have knocked me over a feather when the war doctor turned up in the name of the doctor. It really sounds like Moffat is keeping open the possibility that Clara, if she is the master, did come after John Sim. And Missy came after Clara. Uh, along comes season nine, and in the opening two-parter, we get some subtle tidbits. In episode two, Missy says this is the this to the doctor when he discovers that she put Clara in a Dalek. In a way, this is why I gave her to you in the first place, to make you see the friend inside the enemy, the enemy inside the friend. Everyone's a bit of both. Everyone's a hybrid. Mm. Is she physically referring to Clara inside the Dalek? Of course, but she could also metaphorically be referring to the master inside Clara just waiting to be released via the chameleon arch. So that's from Marty from New Zealand. So what do we think about this? I think that there's there's a few things in here that I don't like. Um, the, the biggest one being the whole the, – the fact that – the idea that the master – chose to look like Clara specifically feels a little too much of a stretch to me. But then I've never liked when Time Lords have control of their regenerations. Yeah. I've never liked that. Like that well, is that is canon. Like um if we go back to Romana too. Right, but she was a time lady <clears throat> and the master was not a time lady. Right. But the master is a time lady now. Then but 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 if he was if he went from John Sim to Clara, that and Clara was the one that he chose to look like. Right. That feels that doesn't work for me. Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, and and but despite if, um, it being canon, I really don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> but if I mean if because the Doctor encountered um, what's his name in uh, Pompeii episode, right? Whether he chose it subconsciously or like actively like right know. it's also interesting that um by coincidence sake uh the episode that peter capaldi had his first appearance in is also the appear also the first appearance of kieran gillen yeah uh or karen gillen um, which is interesting that 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 episode, the episode where Peter Capaldi's where Twelve's face comes from, is also an episode that has another repetitive actress. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think that's kind of interesting and possibly telling. Maybe yeah. could be some sort of like backwards, uh, continuity shenanigans going on. Yeah, 
I don't know. But I don't I don't I'm not crazy about the I pick the face and yada yada. However, I do really like the friend inside the enemy enemy inside the friend bit. Yeah. I think that's really cool. Nick, do you have thoughts? Yeah, um I'm 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 uh sort of agreeing with with you guys about the whole like I don't know, I think once time lords can start choosing their face, I think the kind of I don't know. That seems kind of a weird choice, but like maybe it's like a particular skill. Like maybe it's a mastery. I mean, kind of similar to how like I don't know. Like a lot of Buddhists or uh, you know believe that you know you kind of when you're in between lives, you have the ability to sort of choose what you want your next like incarnation to be. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like or mm-hmm. it's like kind of like oh, because of who you were in your previous life, that will affect you know like you know karma and whatnot. So it would be it'd sure. be interesting for I mean this is all the stuff that really turns on my imagination about Doctor Who. Just like yeah. Time Lord, like you know, like there's some there's this fascinating bit of trivia in um um the the magician's apprentice where it's like, what does a Time Lord do when he dies? And it's like he reflects, he meditates on the abyss. Or like like missing has this really great throwaway line that it's like, Whoa, wait, that was that was a really cool is that like Time Lord like like spirituality you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh so all this stuff is like really it scratches my itch but i i don't know whenever i think about i think lines like that also might be kind of not fan bait but like fan appeasement because you know some nerds are just like why are they the same character why are they played by the same actor like it all has to make you know it, it's the reason why you know, people think that the, the the chubby kid in Jurassic Park grew up to be, like, Owen from Jurassic World. You know what I mean? Right. It's like right. the fans, they have to have it make sense in their head. And right. so sometimes I think it's lines like that. They're kind of like, that's why he's played by Peter Capaldi. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I don't think I don't think Marty from New Zealand was saying that it, that had anything to do with Peter Capaldi. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doc- that, that but it's there's, like, changing faces Master Theory. Um. I well, I I think it specifically had to do with 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 Clara being actually being the master. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't have anything to do with the changing faces or anything like that. It was. Um, it was just the it was just the it was just the Clara secretly being the master right. thing. Um, but I don't I don't know. I like that. I think I, the way that I've always the thing that I like about the time Lords and about regeneration. And the thing that I, I think is interesting about how that whole process works. I really like the more subtle stuff. Like I like the idea that Peter Capaldi's doctor has a Scottish accent because Eleven's companion was Amy. Yeah. See, I, 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 I like little like impressionistic kind of things like that. Right. Or like um or like how uh the suggestion in Deep Breath was that um the doctor was his regeneration cycle was starting over and so his guard was down and he allowed himself to just be his true self mm-hmm. and that's why he's an older guy this time. Sure. Or maybe it's kinda um, like and- him telling himself like, Hey, even you even you like don't live for everybody. Like let's Right, right. Yeah. So like I I don't know. I I see I like I like the more subtle stuff like that. I don't like when the when a time lord can just be like I'm going to look like this now. Like I yeah. it, it just well, well, and, and, it that, and that's kind of what I was saying is I don't think that I don't really ascribe to the idea that Matt Smith was like, "Hey, I want to look like that guy from the Fires of Pompeii." Right. Right. And honestly, at this point, does he really look like that guy? No. Cuz I don't think he does. No. I, that was like I, I've watched Fires of Pompeii, and that doesn't really look like twelve at all. Um, that guy, like it's Peter Capaldi, but it's Peter Capaldi from like ten years ago. Right. You know, he doesn't look like that anymore. He's he's much. He looks much older than he did then. Um, he still had like that sort of like charcoaly colored hair then, and he had the you know the Caesar cut. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, George Clooney. Um, <laughs> uh, and so like it didn't, it's not, I don't know. It doesn't, 
I don't really need that explanation like everyone else seems to. It's mm-hmm. like, no, you're you're metatextualizing the show. You don't you don't need an explanation for that because they don't look alike. You just know that they are the same person. And so you want an explanation, but you don't need one because they're different characters and they don't look alike. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, the only reason that you want an explanation is because you know metatextually that it's the same actor. And I don't know. They didn't explain why uh, Colin Baker had a role before he was the doctor. <laughs> so That's whatever. True. Who cares? Doesn't matter. It's dumb. <laughs> um, so I don't I don't like the fires of Pompeii thing. I just I, I I'm glad that we haven't gotten an explanation. And I kind of hope we continue to not have one because I don't think it really matters. It's really given. It's fascinating that it's given like such a forgettable episode of the show, such like legend like kind of mythic status yeah it's really silly <laughs> i don't know um i remember hearing a hearing a um a theory at one point where they were just like oh it's because the tardis helps along helps along the doctor's regenerations and uh the tardis was in the possession of peter capaldi on in the fires of pompeii what? and so it Use the thing and the and I was like, okay, whatever. Like that's, I mean, don't break your back trying to make an explanation. It you don't need one. It's fine. Um, it's it's really it's really silly. Um, all right, so we got another email from Mike Jacobs from Annandale, Virginia. Uh, this says um, first off, he 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 suggests that we kind of just go back to the way that the old format, um the way we uh, did in the off season where we would just sort of like alternate stuff. Um, that's his suggestion. Cause he doesn't think that a episodic format would work with Dr. Who, because there's just way too much show, which um, that's fair. Yeah. You know what? Can't say I disagree. Yeah. <laughs> um, there you, is a Mike. lot of show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good head on your shoulders, Mike. Thank you. Um, he says it's fun hearing our uh, and other listeners' theories about Clara. The idea that she's a human form of an earlier regeneration of Missy is a wild idea, but he doesn't think it's going to happen. Here's what he thinks Moffat is going to do. Remember, uh, remember that in Matt Smith's last story, The Time of the Doctor, Moffat went to the great trouble of going back, tying everything back together, the crack in the universe, the science, the church of the mainframe, Kavorian's cult, etc., so when Jenna is going to exit, he will do the same thing, uh, tie things back to the beginning of Clara, and that means bringing back the impossible girl. My crazy theory. The, Cl- the Clara that jumped into the Doctor's time stream in Name of the Doctor and got splintered throughout time, she never left. We saw the Doctor talking to her and saw the time stream light fades aw- lights fade away, but we never saw him get her out. That was just a ghost image or another splinter. The next show, Day Of, we see Clara in a completely new situation, pretty much a new life. Because that's exactly what it was. Another splinter of Clara. And it will be revealed that that's what the Doctor's been doing this whole time. Losing Clara's and just finding new ones. End of last Christmas, she died. Got a new Clara. Oh my yeah. god. But now he's run out of Clara's and some for some timey-wimey reason. So goodbye, Jenna. Huh. Lo- loving the show. That comes from, from uh, Mike from Virginia. Um, I could see that being a thing. I mean, I could see it. I don't want it to happen because the last thing I want is to bring back the impossible. Yeah, it's going to say like it, as much as that works, it just brings harkens back to such a weaker era for Clara as a character. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and I just think the idea of uh, of the of the of the Doctor just like killing off Clara's and getting new ones is is a little too dark for it's my very uh, it's very uh, season two premiere Adventure Brothers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or the um, the Mister Science guy person from Dinosaurs. Remember that? <laughs> Anybody watch? No, Dinosaurs? but I I, I, I I do, but I don't remember that episode. No, no, no there, there was an ongoing joke where they watched like a Mister Wizard type of show. And on it, the the Timmy character would always blow up, and then the dinosaur Mister Wizard would be like, "We're gonna need another Timmy." Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Did you ever hear about the final episode of Dinosaurs? Oh yeah, everybody died. Have you ever heard about the uh, the final episode of Angry Beavers? 
Did everybody die? There's going to be... Well, it, it was canceled, and the uh, creator of the show was like, okay, I'm going to have fun. And so he wrote this episode called, like, Bye Bye Beavers. And did they all in drown? the episode, uh, one, yeah, <laughs> did the just, dam break. They <laughs> they, they die, the final image of the series is them like holding hands underwater after they both drowned. Um, yeah. Oh my it's God. like, it's like the opposite of toy story yeah. three. Uh, and so the orange, I was about to spoil a very famous TV show that's been on for many seasons, but then I didn't. Um, <laughs> uh, and then, um, so the, what, one of the beavers comes in with like a letter in his hand while the other beavers are watching television and he's like, hey, um, so I just got a letter. Uh, the show's been canceled. And the other beaver's like, what show? He's like, uh, our show. I, I, I guess this whole time we've been a, a cartoon, but now it's being canceled, so they're not going to make anymore. And then it's like, what do you mean they're not going to make anymore? Make anymore what? And he's like, episodes. I guess they're not going to make any more episodes of the show. And he's like, what does that mean? I guess that means that we're just gonna stop. And so <laughs> oh, wow. it was like a one act like bottle episode of them both like in their living room dealing with like the existential repercussions of A, their lives being a television show, B that show being cancelled. <laughs> that sounds incredible. And then Nickelodeon Oh, that's so And dark. then they turned the script into Nickelodeon and they're like, We can't we can't do this. But um, there's this podcast where they found this. That was back when that was back when Nickelodeon was. Yeah, they were like, we can't. It has to be normal. And so, yeah, everything has to be normal. And so they're going to cancel Invader. And so they um, but uh, there's a podcast where they found they that they found they hired they found, you know, they asked the two uh, voice actors for the Angry Beavers to like do a, a live like a reading of that script. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I think if you Google it, like you can find it pretty easily. But yeah. That's amazing. Wow, that's really this cool. It's been Angry Beaver Cast with uh, Nick Menez, <laughs> Scott Corelli, and Cassandra Fredrickson. Uh, all right. Well, that's our emails. Um, well, I don't think we had anything else. Um, so let's talk about uh, Under the Not Lake. Not to be confused with Top of the Lake. You're right. Under the Lake. Uh, let's get some overall thoughts. Um I'm curious to see if you guys have the same reaction to part one of this that you guys had to part one of the premiere. So, uh, Cassandra, what did you think? Um, I really liked it. Um, I would go so far as to say that I loved it. Nice. Uh, which is the opposite of, I don't know. I think we've been preconditioned to expect like a lot, like a lot of noise, I guess, out of a premiere. Mm-hmm. As opposed to just like a run of the mill, not a run of the mill two parter, but like just like a two parter in the middle of the season, you know? Right. Um. So for me, this felt kind of like a return to form for the new Who two parter, um, with the way it was structured and the way it kind of felt and like how they went about it and like the resolution of it. Just I don't know if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. No, I really I. I don't. I don't usually watch them twice, uh, but I watched it twice within the span of like three hours. Wow! So, yeah, I really liked this one a lot. Oh, that's dedication. Yeah. Nice, Nick. Yeah, this is um, this man. Uh, what Toby Whithouse did in this episode, and and, and to an extent, um, the director um, managed to make me like love my least favorite kind of Doctor Who episode. Yeah, I was going to say, that's what my worry was when I was watching this. I was just like, oh, Nick hates these kinds of things. And that's what I was like, you know, when you, when I saw the cold open where it's like, we're a team of space marines, aliens was popular, <laughs> one of us is going to die. And I was like, I've, every, for nine years, <laughs> nine years, I've seen this again and again and again. And I was like, right. I'm so ready to not be interested in this. Episode. You know what I mean? Um, uh-huh. Throw a rock, you know, I'm having trouble even like like naming them but like the mummy one the submarine one the train one the alien one the devil one there's at least two every yeah. every season and i think this was a very like kind of like uh kevin williamson like scream take on those kind of episodes where it played with the conventions in a really fun way and i was like oh what a cool spin on this very like 
you know, tropey episode of Doctor Who. And it really speaks to Toby Whithouse's skill as a writer that he was able to make uh-huh. something like this so interesting. I loved um the 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 characters. There was, you know, it was like watching a slasher movie where you care about the characters. And yeah. you know, like ev- every I, I could I could describe and not name, but I could describe every one of them because they were characters. And I can't wait to see what happens to the surviving ones in episode 2. And I thought there was some great great doctor moments, great doctor Clara moments and moments where I just I love Whithouse's vision of of the doctor, especially this 12th doctor. Um and I can't wait to go into like individual moments. Yeah, I uh, I completely agree uh with both of you and I I definitely agree with uh the Toby Whithouse sentiments. I mean, the history of this show uh, of of the Doctor's Companion of this podcast is a lot of us loving Toby Whithouse <laughs> and and a lot of our listeners kind of scratching their head and not understanding why. Um, I I think I've always loved uh, Toby Whithouse episodes. I think this is his best episode, um, and I think that his Twelfth Doctor especially is his strongest take on the Doctor for sure. Um, I think his, I think his 12th doctor is incredible. And I, and I really, I loved how this was structured. Um, I, I loved, I, I, I loved the characters. Like you said, Nick, I think right off the, right out of the gate, you're just like, Oh, all of these characters are interesting. Um, even the ones you don't like are interesting. And I think that's really special. Um, I will say the only thing that I'll say is I don't, and we'll get into it in just a second, but. I thought the teaser was a little lame um, just because it was like, well, sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It was just like, all right, I guess <laughs> you couldn't think of anything better than that. Like it just felt like the most obvious, like act like teaser out you could possibly do. Um, and then the structure of the episode of the two parter, it seems is going to be very similar to the first two parter, which is that the cliffhanger of episode one is actually the end of the next episode. <laughs> Um, I thought that was a little, that was, that was weird. I was like, Oh really? This again? Huh? All right. <laughs> That's fine. Um, but yeah, I loved the creature effects. I thought the, the ghost design was really creepy and great. Um, I thought that was really good. And, uh, yeah, it was a really good time. Also was Claire wearing the same outfit that she wore in Hyde the last ghost episode? It was definitely a familiar outfit. Yeah. I, I, I felt like I'd seen it before, for sure. Also, um, real quick, uh, the score for this episode was, like, particularly really, really strong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Excellent. Absolutely. Um, although it continues, this episode continues with my theory that this show's budget has been cut and it's for the <laughs> Yeah, a lot, lot of hallways. A lot of hallways. A lot of the same hallway shot from different angles. Pretty sure this is the same set from Inside the TARDIS from, like two seasons ago. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is the same set, just re- redesigned a little bit. Um, and uh, it, But it, it worked so well. It worked so well. I I really like Doctor Who with a smaller budget. I, don't, I, I like it because it's less bombastic, you know? Mm-hmm. It feels more like the classic show. Um, but in, you know, but in an updated way because all the characters are great and it's... Uh, it, it it's god it was it was really good i i love this episode so um all right so let's get into particular moments um and yeah i i, I look there the, the, as soon as this this episode starts i love these characters i'm like oh wow there's a deaf lady and who's it, who's like uh, who's in charge an- yeah well yeah and then there's this annoying there's this annoying oil the cl- guy the classic like james cameron aliens like corporate stooge Right, totally. Uh, and I was like, oh, that's really cool. And then you, you've got like – like every character is so good and it's like a really eclectic cast. Um, unfortunately, the black guy is the first to for die. The, for, the, um, yeah. for the second time this yeah. season, I might add. Oh, really? Um, oh, that's the, right. The, yeah, the, the right. young soldier at the beginning of the, uh, the Magician's Apprentice. That's right. Yeah, that's weird. Um did you guys hear about that Jordan Peele horror movie? God, yeah, I'm, I'm, very, I'm very excited. 
Cassandra, did you hear about the concept of that? No. No? He's doing a movie where he is dating a white girl and goes to meet her her rich parents out at their lake house. And then yeah. a horror movie starts. And he basically is spending the whole movie trying to avoid being the first to die because he's the only black guy on the oh island where they God. are. Oh, man. Which is that, like. That's I, I, so I, meta. Oh, God. It's so great. I cannot wait. Um. But uh, yeah, so uh, black guy was the first to die. That's unfortunate. And, and he seems um, he so does cool. make a really creepy ghost, though. Like, and he seemed like an interesting guy too. He had the kind of an Idris Elba and uh, Prometheus thing going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked that a lot. I yeah. thought he was really Prometheus good. underrated. No, um, sorry, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, so the TARDIS doesn't like this place. Um. To have a yeah, yeah. I'm and... excited about where that goes. Yeah, well, it seems that the TARDIS in tends to like know when the Doctor is in trouble, like um, Chewy in his. Yeah, tends to know when the Doctor's in trouble, and so you know, with the ending of this being that uh, the Doctor is dead at some point in the past and comes back as one of these ghosts, I, I think that's probably what the TARDIS was sensing. I wanted it to make cute little assume. like scared R two D two noises. Yeah, yeah. Uh, although every time the TARDIS does something, like personality-wise, I just think of the Doctor's wife and get really sad. Sure. Yeah. Um, I, I think, and I don't know. I, I Nick probably wouldn't be able to notice this, but Cassandra, have you? Did you notice that Capaldi has adopted Fourth Doctor exposition voice? Yes. Oh my I, god! I was gonna. It's like. The, especially the first, like, five, ten minutes that he shows up. Yes. There, it just, it sounds so much like Tom Baker. It's almost uncomfortable. Oh, it's yeah, like, the, the bit all of in the invited. kitchen, in the, in the, the bit in the dining hall where he, like, sticks his finger in the coffee and that whole bit yeah. was so Tom Baker, it was scary. Like, I, like, I had to, re- I was like, wait, was that Tom Baker? Like, what are you doing here, dude? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. Oh, so good. I, I really I really like that. I, I, I just feel like this this episode just further um further like proves to me that Capaldi's the doctor now. Um, yeah. It just he just feels oh, like he the has doctor. so many I still don't like the Sonic Sonic sunglasses. I hate them. They're well dumb, apparently you're not but... the only one, Scott. There is a petition uh led by Doctor Who fans to Stephen Moffat to uh get rid of the Sonic sunglasses. Well, the whole season's shot, so that's a stupid thing to do. Also, petitions are always a stupid thing to Tron do. Tron 3. Tron 3. Tron 3. Yeah. <laughs> petitions are dumb. I, fans, stop. Just stop. Stop with the petitions. Not, they, when has a petition ever worked? Ever? Um, I don't know. Ask Hollywood superstar anything. Nathan Fillion, Scott, star of every superhero movie ever. <laughs> uh, in petitions on the yes, internet. Fan casted. Um. Yeah, a lot of superheroes I, on YouTube fan I, edits. <laughs> I just love, love Capaldi. Oh yeah, there were so, so many great. Um, oh my god, the the little. Uh, oh my god, it was like a Sam Raimi shot where the camera was like zooming in on him as he was like, always oh, it taunts me like it's it's beautiful, it's amazing, it's astonishing, it's deadly. I want to kiss it until it dies. I was like, oh my gosh, that was yeah. so like iconically twelve. Oh yeah, and the apology. Oh, the cards? apology cards were oh, genius. My God. The apology cards. Did you see the Aberdeen p- apology card, Cassandra? Yes. Uh, so good. One of the cards says, uh, "I'm sorry. I should have known that you didn't live in Aberdeen," and that's a reference to the doctor leaving Sarah Jane Smith in Aberdeen. <laughs> when- <laughs> When he when he when he left her, like when she stopped being a companion, he drops her off, and she's just like. This is Aberdeen. I don't live in Aberdeen. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and there was, I'm sorry. I should have known you didn't live in Aberdeen. She just has that saved for when it happens. Oh, it was one of, it was one of his index cards. I just I like the idea such... that Aberdeen is just a place that he just drops he humans just drops off. People off. Right. Oh, yeah. Like... But there was, there was so one that it was good. like, I understand how you feel or like, right. <laughs> I apologize. Um, I, I apologize sincerely for the loss of your friend slash family member slash pet. 
And that was oh, so and that's kind of what I mean about like the meta-ness. So like that makes sense that at one point Clara would sit him down and be like, "Look, we need we need like a system when this happens." Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> You're not like the last guy. You don't have emotions. <laughs> um also you need to have empathy. Also really great um that that moment between Clara and um the doctor and the TARDIS when he was like, "Hey, hey, hey, what's uh what's going on? Why are we so uh I'm I'm supposed to be the crazy one." It was right. such like a kind of like old like Merton Riggs like you know what I mean like they they they've been through so much crap together Clara and Twelve and yeah. their their relationship is so interesting and like effortless at this point right and I and I like that because and it's also it's it's sort of this commentary on the companions sometimes especially in New Who it wasn't so much the case in classic Who but in New Who there's been this tendency with companions to be even more gung-ho than the doctor is. And that's weird because the doctor will probably get out of the thing that he's in. You could die. You, you have a very, there's been so many of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I kind um, of like, I kind of like the idea of Clara being so reckless after the, the end of last season, especially like yeah. she's, she doesn't have anything to lose anymore. Right. So, I, yeah, I do like that quiet little moment with the doctor noticing her being like, yeah, come on, let's go, let's go, let's let's just keep going until, like, we can't anymore. And, like, I don't know, I like delving deeper into, like, character psychology mm-hmm. like that. I love that it's not a prophecy, it's just character development, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and normally, like, why are you acting strange? It's because of the lie of the twelfth! And, like, <laughs> but no, it's just because, like, oh, she her boyfriend died, like, maybe she's, like, kind of, like nihilistic or like not doesn't care about tomorrow you know right kind of giving me some uh really sad like dr donna memories i could do this for a rap hour and you know eviscerate gonna um questions there's that there's that one one of those soldier people is like oh you're the doctor i'm a huge fan and then and it's just like all at once it hit me didn't the entire universe forget who the doctor was? Wasn't that a thing? Oh, you mean series seven? That happened. Yeah. Wasn't that a thing? I think it's. Wasn't that like an official incontinuity thing? I think thing? it's because Didn't of. Um, I think it's because of Unit. I think maybe like there. I mean, maybe these people have something to do with Unit in the future. But why does Unit? I, and I'm not just talking about the reference to just just this soldier. I just mean in general. Yeah. Like, why does even Unit know about the Doctor because if everyone forgot about the Doctor in all of the universe? Because season seven was a was the seventies. What the seventies <laughs> were to America, seven season seven was to Doctor Who. Just everybody <laughs> went into hiding. Nobody remembers. It was so bad. It was just you know. What a dumb idea! Everybody forgot, and except now everyone remembers. Like I was just, I, I it made me think of. That specifically, because it was just like, well, who the hell is this chick yeah. uh, to, to know the doctor? That's what made me re- remember it. And then I started thinking back on, like, the, the past, like, season I mean, think about think, so. think about um, The Magician's Apprentice. That random unit worker was like, if I know the doctor, then... Right, right. Yeah. Or, like, his phone. He has a phone line. Right. At least with Davros, there was the explanation that he that particular doctor met him as a child. Yeah. Um, so you could you could explain that away. A little I mean, bit, look, the wedding like, over song was is weird. the worst episode of New Who. It's it's yeah. a black hole. It's it's the it's the Bermuda Triangle of plot. It's the worst. It's just <laughs> the worst. Um, so that was that was a little weird. I do I love. There's that moment where the Doctor is just like, oh, I don't need your help. As I understand sign language, <laughs> he didn't. Yeah, and then he and then he didn't. I. I love speaking of regenerations. I love the detail that doctors can forget knowledge between regenerations because it just doesn't carry over. Mm-hmm. I love that. I think that that's I, I just there's something about that that I just really like a lot. And the fact that he went into it so confidently because he was like, yeah, no, I know this. I know that I do. And then as soon as it starts happening, he's like, oh, I don't know this anymore. (laughs) But he he still knows how to communicate with flags. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's so good. Oh, my God. Yeah, but that's Um, what I mean. I love love this doctor. 
Yeah. It's it's new it's 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 making it new and like the cards like that's such a cool like fan idea you know like that's clearly someone who's like who thinks about Doctor Who in their spare time in like a fun way. Yeah, definitely. Um, Nick, you had a favorite shot. I have a favorite shot. My favorite shot is um, I forget what the, what's what's that guy what what was that character's name? I don't Which one? remember. Um, the. Uh, in the the Indian the, one, the guy with the yeah, glasses, the 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 scientist, oh, uh, the one with yeah. Bennett. Bennett is that the guy name? that has a cool the one with the glasses? The guy with the cool finger finger yeah. things. Yeah, 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 Bennett. So that that scene where Bennett goes into the galley and he's just like, "Hey guys," is <laughs> this the shot yeah. of the ghosts in the galley? And one of them is upside, upside down. Upside down. <laughs> that is the best. That was I was like oh I love this episode yeah. this is wonderful <laughs> this is perfect and um but my, uh the great there was the great scene and the mo- the uh, moment where I was like oh this is what this is saying something that I've always wanted to be said in these kinds of episodes is the doctor saying like I you can leave I don't want you here you'll slow me down and but everyone mm-hmm. in that team makes the decision to be like we want to do this we mm-hmm. we know the risks but we're gonna do it anyway. And, mm-hmm. you know, I remember something very similar happening in the one where he meets Satan, like the Satan pit. Um, but I don't know, it felt real in this moment. And it gave the characters a strength and a dignity, whereas normally they're just, you know, they're, they're, they're cannon fodder. You know, they're, they're, they're Jason and Freddy yeah. meet. Right. Right. Yeah, I really, I, they were, they were so good. These Two characters. of them are technically, are technically companions now. Um, they rode in the TARDIS. Huh. Technically speaking, that does make them companions. Like um, Rogue yeah. and um, Cyberpunk from... Uh... I feel like I feel like there should be a, an amendment to that in that you have to be featured in at least two episodes. Okay. <laughs> like two stories, I, sh- I should say, not... But then uh, that gay secret service agent isn't a companion anymore. Well, yes, he is because he was in both of them. Never mind. What? The guy from Day of the Moon and the Impossible Astronaut, uh, Kamoran Hand, oh, or what was his name? I, I really want that guy to come back. He's so Crowley. Crowley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I want him to come back. To he, That character was awesome. I love that character. Supernatural, now on its 37th year. <laughs> they're going to be they're gonna be fighting, mon- fighting monsters and demons and with, with canes and... Walkers. We so. might still kiss someday. You better keep watching. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, I, Cassandra. <laughs> what were some of your favorite moments? Um. Oh my god, I have like two pages of notes. Yeah, um, I know. I'm out of notes. Oh really? <laughs> Take <Okay>. over. <laughs> I really like the beat when they're in the TARDIS and the TARDIS is freaking out, and she's like. What are we gonna do? And the cloister bell's going, and he's just like, "Oh, we're just gonna put the handbrake on," and he's just like, Boop. "Yeah, yeah. just like fix." <laughs> I, I I love that too. Although, again, there, there's there's I feel like Stephen Moffat's era is literally just do whatever you want. I don't care <laughs> because <laughs> the the handbrake thing is the joke of the that's what makes the the, the noise the wheezing yeah. sound. Yeah, is oh, that yes. he leaves the handbrake on? So I shouldn't the handbrake always be on? I don't know. I don't know. It's I don't know. It's weird, but um, continuity. Yeah, right. I but I do. I love. I did love that moment. I thought that was really great. He was like, "Ah, oh, no big deal." I, like, he was so dramatic, and he was just like, "Actually, oh, the moment where the ghost put his uh, put his hand in the doctor's like chest." Oh yeah, and he did the <laughs> yeah. fake out. That was pretty good. Oh, so cold <laughs> is what I would be saying if this had any effect <laughs> at all. <laughs> I love the um like the little clock, clockwork squirrel joke too. It's just like why don't I have a radio player? Like, she's just like because you made a toy. Other than like, that, <laughs> yeah. and it was it was just a really cute moment where she was just like we had arts and crafts time. You made a clock. Not now. <laughs> don't like, you remember, Doctor? <laughs> yeah, it was it was it's just like really cute, and he's just like yeah. Well, I mean, I did, but fine. <laughs> like she said it as if like. Like as if she was a little she bit. She said but- it. She she said it as if a little kid was wanting, uh, wanting to be like like praised for the thing that he did. <laughs> Remember we did you this? know? 
Yeah. No, one of my favorite. Oh, yeah, you did the you, you made the little clockwork squirrel. I put it on my refrigerator. <laughs> Toby Woodhouse is also really good at um cuz I think this is his first episode since the one in the hotel, right? Yeah. Um mm-hmm. that he's so good at alluding to their the doctor and companions domestic lives together. Which I always I'm always I'm always a fan of that in any in any story. Cuz anytime we can hint to like when they're just watching like like scandal on netflix you know what i mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh a, a town called mercy, a town called mercy. last episode actually. oh yeah not my favorite not yeah. my favorite Withouse episode i think you it was better than everything else. i think you and i disagreed was, on that one scott possibly. i think I, I remember you being it, a fan. it was my it was my i think it was my favorite of the first half of season Oof. seven i don't yeah, think i have a, one of those <laughs> i mean you have to have one that you like oh now i remember dinosaurs on a spaceship Oh yeah, and I didn't I like love that one. dinosaurs on a spaceship. And there, that is where we disagree. <laughs> so that and only that. <laughs> Let's see. I liked the, um, like you know, when they're running it toward the end, and like the flood, the flood doors are going to be closed in oh, thirty yeah. seconds. I like, I timed it, and it actually took thirty seconds, which was really Thank awesome. Thank you for doing that. That's a great um, editing bit. That's yeah. awesome. Um, and I really like, I think my favorite Dr. and Clara moment though, was like the, I called it the not pennies boat. Oh yeah. Just like put their hand, yeah, put their hand (laughs) up in the little porthole and just like, I'm there for you, buddy. That was, that was good. Second reference to Uh, Lost in this episode. Hmm. Can we go for the hat trick? What was the first? I can't tell you, it's a spoiler. I don't know if anyone in the episode. If you, if you've watched Lost, you might know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Listeners at home, you might have got you might have caught the. Record. It was during the Angry Beavers conversation. Oh, okay. Um, sorry. <laughs> uh, no, uh, yeah, no, just great oh. little. I, I, okay. Can I talk how how much I was how happy I was that they met the ghosts before the people because it spared the like. There's ghosts. I don't believe you, but doctor, but immediately ghosts. Like you meet them, mm-hmm. so that way it was like, "Hey, we saw those things too. What's going on?" I don't know. I just—it was a very tidy episode. It, it was like no, no fat. You know, it was very. Yeah. Well, there, there's also I really liked that um, the the mole guy. We met his ghost in, in this episode, yeah, and now we're yeah. gonna meet the character in next. Yeah, episode. yeah, that was cool. The, the one. The th- I think that's really the race cool. that's like very cowardly. Yeah, yeah, I like that he brought them back. From God Complex, yeah. For this, I think that's really cool. Kind of building the that Moffat really cool. era universe a little bit. Mm-hmm. You mean you mean building the future Whithouse era? Yes, there we go. Right. That's what he's doing. Let's be totally Whithouse now, Whithouse forever. <laughs> <laughs> One Panem. What else you got, Cassandra? I think we touched on pretty much everything. I liked. Um, I was watching it again, and I was just like, "Man, why doesn't that ghost hit him with the wrench?" Did you guys? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't like, know why he. Why, why? why did he spare his oh, life? Oh, really? Oh, okay. Because I think I figured it out. Because like everyone, everyone sees the writing on the spaceship wall except for that guy because he's the interpreter oh. guy and she doesn't want him on the spaceship. <gasps> Cassandra, I didn't catch that. Yeah. Wait, so, what? Like, Hold on. Explain this to me. Okay, so you know that scene where the I don't remember his name. The the interpreter. Uh, the interpreter. Yeah, the interpreter. Um, Lon. He's cornered. Lon. Lon. Yeah. So Lon's cornered by the oil tank tanker guy. The captain. Ghost, dude. The no, corporate the, guy. The, corporate the guy. Oil ghost. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, and he's got the wrench, and he's like all up in his face, and he's got, you think there's like murder. It's just going to straight up happen. Hmm. Oh, right. And then he closes his eyes and waits for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got it. And then he, they don't have, like, that doesn't happen. And right. like, oh, nobody can figure out why. But it's because he hasn't been in the spaceship. And if they killed him, he wouldn't be able to transmit the message anyway because he hasn't seen it. Because oh. remember, he was like, why can't I get on the spaceship? And the interpreter was like, no. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So I thought that was, like, a really, really small detail that I noticed that would, like, is probably going to come into play bigger in the next one. That's awesome. He, yeah, he hasn't been in the spaceship, so he doesn't know what he did, hasn't seen it, so they can't kill him. Because that's right. the reason why when the Doctor and Clara show up, the ghosts are like, oh, hey, come with us. And like they 
they they don't do anything, and then they lead them to the spaceship, and then the, when they see the the writing on the wall, like figure like literally, then they like, can get killed. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's when the ghosts tried to kill them. That's interesting. I did not pick up on that detail. Woohoo! Nice. Bringing my A. Yeah. No. I'm, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. I. So many. Yeah. So many cool little. And I. I love the. Um. I really love the the. The, the what the mystery was you know what i mean i mean we'll see what else we learn but like that's pretty original the idea of like using the souls of people as like a beacon mm-hmm. or like yeah. a de- or like oh my gosh it was just like oh, i've never seen this before mm-hmm. uh, transmitter ghosts transmitter ghosts and um yeah. we'll see how um you know i don't you know how uh how um Sarah Fanowitz's character comes into play because I didn't even mention him in this one, but I was under the impression that he's like the villain, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to be the, the voice of like the top hat mole ghost, but like. Oh no! Have you have you have you seen what the what the Fisher King looks like? No. Oh my gosh! I wish I didn't, but I saw a picture on Tumblr, like a screen cap of the second Ooh. episode. He looks. I think it's the best monster the show's done in a long, long time. He looks cool. terrifying. That's awesome. I can't wait. Like it almost looks yeah. like um like a Guillermo del Toro character. Ooh. Ooh. That's exciting. Uh did did he did it did it finally happen? Did he get to direct an episode? Yeah. Yeah. So, surprise. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm um, doing episode two. Uh yeah. So next week's episode is Before the Flood. Um, which is which is cool. I like I like I I really like that they're doing a two-parter in which part one takes or part two takes place before part one. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's really cool because we've seen the opposite of that in, in like classic who and, stuff and like, television. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I just oh. mean the opposite of that being like part one will be in the, in the, like in one time and then part two will be in the distant future uh, okay. of the yeah, same like place. Yeah, like 3,000 years later. Right. Yeah. They've done that before, but they you haven't seen a lot of let's visit this time and then go back. Mm-hmm. You don't see that a lot. Yeah, it looks um, like we're going to be in like n- like like freaking like Nevada or something in the next episode. Yeah, I mean, something. no, because of the budget, but like, I mean, they're going to be in Cardiff, right. but like it looks interesting. Yeah, yeah. What do what do we think of the like? It seems to me like the season's motif so far is like the doctor dying. Yeah, the doctor. Like, yeah, the doctor coming to terms. Wouldn't be the first time. Wouldn't be wouldn't the first time in Mahasatera. <laughs> but like more specifically, like sacrificing himself, almost like a like a borderline Christ figure. Yeah, like, like it seems to be less about weird. eleven not wanting to be eleven anymore, and this one seems to be more like. Oh wait! Wow! Like I'm actually my time is coming to an end, and but like well, like, yeah. well because he's on borrowed time, right? Like literally. Yeah. So he's like, that's that's gotta so be. He's part like, what of am it. I? What am I doing? Like, what's? What do I want to be about? Yeah, maybe he's trying mm-hmm. to find. You know, he's just like I. I'm on this borrowed time, and I have to make my life worth something like or matter. something. Yeah, matter in like yeah. a big bold way. He pray, doctor, man. Um, Right, and so maybe maybe that's a maybe that's a thing that uh, Clear is going to help him get through this season, and then die. Maybe that's a thing they're going to help each other get through. You know, yeah, because she seems to be having some issues as well. Right, man. Can the last yeah, I like can the that. last couple episodes just be them like like in a like a in a in an old car just like driving down like like to San Francisco? You know what I mean? Can this be them like <laughs> okay. Clara? What? Did I ever tell you about my dad? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just I feel like, you know, I I, I think that um, a lot of this season is going to be sort of pay off from the setup of them um, lying to each other last like in the finale of last season in in that in that like they're just not being honest with each other like they're friends and they love each other but they don't think that the other person can handle the other person's hugging is the best way to hide your face. Right, right. Right. So I, I, I think that that's a big thing is like they're dealing with some big time emotional stuff and they're not talking about it to each yeah, other. And I just I, I love that this is all coming from a character place, like yeah. not a plot, like prophecy base, you know? Yeah. 
It's great. And this could also be the it's final really season great. of the show as we know it. So, like, you know, the, the the theme of, like, finality or, like, the inevitability of the end is, you know, it, it could end up being pretty apropos, unfortunately. Yeah. For all we know, the Christmas special is the final Moffat episode. We don't but know. The final who episode? Oh, why do you think that? Or, I mean, at least for, like, a, a year or so, you know? Oh, if they oh, end up doing oh, yeah. the rumor of like you know series of features, yeah, let's not talk about that. Um, yeah, so I don't, I don't know. It's, I mean, it worked uh, for Sherlock two of uh, two of the three times. Yeah did you did you see the trailer for the Christmas special? Uh, no, Scott, I have the Sherlock taste. Christmas special. No, um, yes. my roommates have. I it looks. It. Does it look good? It look it fun? Looks, yeah, it looks. It looks really, really good. Who who's directing it? I don't know actually. Stephen Moffat. But it, it looks it looks really spooky. Nice. It's, it's like a it's like a ghost story. Ooh, it looks really I cool. love Christmas ghost stories. And it's Victorian. It's a, it's a Christmas Victorian ghost oh, story. Oh god, I have a Christmas And what's really cool is that um because it's Victorian, Sherlock isn't acting like Sherlock from Sherlock. He's acting like like a Victorian gentleman Sherlock Holmes. Like he's nice. He's not like a brat. Um, like he is on the regular show. So wait, are they just like time traveling now with Sherlock? Is no, it's 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 just it's oh. a fantasy like one off like. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they couldn't do a whole series, and they left last the last series on a cliffhanger, and so they didn't want to deal with that. <laughs> right. Um, in the Christmas special, but they wanted to film something, so they're like, "Oh, we'll just do a fun Christmas special and make it like a regular Sherlock Holmes story. That'll be fun." Cool. So they did. So it's like a completely out of continuity thing, and. Uh, Watson has a mustache, and it's nice. yeah. It's, it, I might actually watch that though. It <laughs> there's a shot of of Baker Street in like it's full Victorian whatever, glory? like in the in like it's like the yeah for full Victorian glory in like the first five seconds of the of the trailer that took my breath away, Ooh. where I was just like holy moly, like <laughs> like it had like fog and stuff, and it was just like. It was creepy and Victorian and beautiful. Oh, so good. <laughs> so good. It's it seemed too like the music was gonna be different. It seemed like everything was different except the logo. <laughs> <laughs> um so anyway. They should do um they should do an out of continuity episode of Doctor Who where it's um with like the the look of like season Peter Cushing yeah, of, of like season one. <laughs> It's, it's with yeah. Peter Cushing. Yeah. <laughs> but no, like the Daleks should look like the Daleks did in like in like season one. Well, I've actually I've actually always in the back of my mind, and this is something that I'll never write because I will never ever ever get to write an episode of Doctor Who. Um whether or not I make it as a writer or not, it'll never happen because I'm not British. Um right. but uh I've always had it in the back of my mind how I wanted to write an episode of Doctor Who where the doctor and his companions show up in a place where everything is like it was in the classic Who. So it's like cardboard villains and like oh, yeah. <laughs> shaky sets and stuff. And they're like, what is going it's on? A nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just, I, I just thought that, I thought that would be, I don't know. I thought yeah, that would this be episode fun. gave me a few, um, ideas of like like i don't know when, when i think about when i think about that toby Whithouse, i think the reason i love toby Whithouse so much and i think this speaks for all three of us is um whenever i i watch a toby Whithouse episode i get an impression of what i would do if i was allowed to play in this sandbox i yeah i i i, I get that like, that's what i, I totally, would do you know what i mean like, oh that's so i fun. totally get that like because it's yeah because it's it's a lot more I don't know. His episodes are a little more laid back. Yeah, they're a lot more relaxed and comedic, but still, you feel the the pressure and the and the weight of stuff. Yeah, there's some really good drama in there, but it's it's just mm-hmm. a, it feels a little more laid back. It's not so uptight. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, like, I think it's also like the way he actually flushes out characters. So, because we are like, I don't know, like I would like to think of myself as a character driven sure. writer. Oh yeah, I would agree. Um, so like. Everything that Toby Whithouse does, basically, in his episodes are things that I, like, would aspire to do. Yeah. And just everything, like, in general. Um, so, it just, 
I, I like Doctor Who when he writes it because everything just feels a little more real. Yeah. But also a little more, like, surreal. Yeah, I mean, if, yeah. if we go back to um, the hotel one, um, you yeah. know, like, Amy felt really, like, not, oh, oh, oh no, I'm Amy Pod. Like, she actually, I remember both, that's my, that's my Karen Gillan impression. Uh, but no, like, I remember, like, both both Amy and Rory came off very, like, natural and grounded in that episode. Mm-hmm. Amy Pond sounds a, your Amy Pond sounds a lot like Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was Amy's catchphrase, wasn't it? Woo woo. <laughs> Hello. Like <laughs> Doctor. I feel like we're the Raggedy Man. With writers a lot. <laughs> with other writers a lot of the time they'll be like caricatures. Sure, yeah. They're like try too hard to copy what either like Stephen Moffat or whoever has done with them before, so right. they just become like hollow. There are some doctors, or, or sometimes they won't that. be the character at all. Like in the right. case of uh, Martha in uh, Blink, sure, yeah, where like Martha in that episode is like the doctor's wife for some yeah. reason. Like I always she's, call she's those just like, oh, why can't you do your chores? This gonna, and you're like, what are you doing? It's going to sound like, really. Do you, I, 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 you're just like Moffat. Are you? Are you scared of black people? Do you do you not know oh how to write them? Oh my God, Moffat! What? No! What? Um, what are you doing? What's I, going I on? don't know. I'm trying. <laughs> um, I, I always call those epi- and not to sound disrespectful of the medium, but um, those episodes of of Doctor Who, uh, I I call them like comic book episodes because it's almost like you're not yeah. watching the show. It's like you're reading kind of like a mediocre comic version of the show. Where you're like, oh, this mm-hmm. writer doesn't know how to sound like Karen Gillan, but like he's trying, you know. Mm-hmm. Or like Buffy, yeah. you know, and like you're reading like a mediocre like mm-hmm. comic about like you know. Yeah. 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 There are good comics based on um, TV shows. They do. It's true. Well, <laughs> Want to be clear? I'm not saying. <laughs> uh. All right. Well. That's uh, under the lake, I well, guess. Uh, next week's before the flood looks good. Yeah. I'm excited about it. You should be excited about it. I think we're all excited mm-hmm. about it. Um, more, more Toby Whithouse goodness. And then after that, it's uh, it's some Maisie Williams goodness. Which yeah. is- okay, rolled it out. Who, okay, who is she? Let's. Are we still Jenny? Right? Are we still on Jenny? Yeah, I, I think I think we're. I think I I, I know I am. I'm yeah. I'm all about. I'm, I'm Jenny. That's what I'm thinking. Jenny. Jenny. Um, well, who um, is she credited as? Does she have like a credited, um, like John Harrison name? Not that I've seen. Okay, no. Well, Scott, I uh, according I, I just pulled it up as I was asking, and okay. uh, according to uh, Wikipedia, um, yes, yeah, sorry, according to Wikipedia, Scott uh, and and Cassandra, Maisie Williams is currently the only. One of two credited characters uh, for the girl who died. Uh, she's credited as Ashilder. Ashilder. And uh, David Schofield is credited as Odin. Okay. Huh. And the episode is set, quote, in a little Viking village where all the warriors have just been slaughtered. Hmm. Shut up! That is my jam. Not like slaughter, <laughs> slaughtering. Is your favorite thing? <laughs> yeah. October. Mass murder? Are you kidding? <laughs> but no, um, Cassandra, you were just talking about mass murder. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen Cassandra and mass murder in the same place. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Cassandra is mass murder. <laughs> the jig is up. Can you imagine like a comic book character just named like his alter ego is like mass murder? Like that's gonna like that's sure. weird. Look, I'll be totally honest. There's been worse <laughs> comic book names. I mean, apocalypse. <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, any any combination of like of like blood and some sort of other violent oh, thing. Man. That's Lobo. Like dead blood. Dead blood. Blood. Blood, blood death. Blood death. Blood death. Punch. That's, punch. I'm sure that was a 90s character. Blood punch. With a lot of guns. Gun Gun blood. Gun blood. Wrath of the... Oh, there's Deadpool. There's Deadpool. There's, there's but that Deadpool. was a word before, right? I don't know, was it? I mean, isn't there a... What's a Deadpool? There's a Dirty Harry movie called The Deadpool. 
Oh, okay. Then I guess. And then it's not about. Wasn't Deadpool like a, a like a like a spoof of a DC character? Was was Deadpool originally yeah. kind of like a, a a spoof Scott? No, he was a serious character when he was first created. Really? Because yeah. isn't there like a? Because I thought his whole name was just like a play on a DC character. That took himself too seriously, so they're just like, "Yeah, this guy Wade Wilson." Oh, that is like, someone, isn't like Deathstroke. Deathstroke, that's the one. Uh, I don't think so. But there is a character that's like poking fun at, like, of DC. Now that I think about it, there's like one character that's like, well, I mean, Thanos there, is basically Dark Side, yeah. but yeah. Mm. Well, anyway, this isn't. <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about. Was um wait, I have one more relevant thing. Was okay. the director new for this one? I think that's what we decided last week. Let me look him up again. <laughs> we okay. we decided she he was new. Yes, <laughs> yes, he's new. Okay. Um I like the direction. Yeah. The direction was great. I hope he does. It had more a episodes. lot of energy, had yeah. a lot of um pep, you know, like it, I mean like yeah. little moments like I mean the the shot of them literally running around hallways was like so exciting. Yeah, I think that had to do with the score too. Sure, mm-hmm. Murray Gold. Direction good. Also I mean, but you know, you got to be a good director in order to shoot the same two hallways over, like from right, different yeah. angles, right. and make it and look make more it interesting. look interesting. I mean, yeah. like, and that 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 ramp up, like Doctor Who close up, was like so. You know. Oh yeah, and the galley shot, and the galley shot. Yeah. <laughs> Loved it so much. Oh my god! All right. Well. If you have thoughts that you want to share on uh, Under the Lake, find the post of this episode on thedoctorscompanion.us and leave a comment. Or you can send us an email to tdcpodcast at gmail.com and we'll read it on the show at the at the top of the show like we did this week. Uh, if you're on Twitter, follow at tdcpodcast so you'll know the second a new episode hits or you can follow our personal accounts. I'm at Scott Corelli. Nick is at Nick. M. Jimenez and Cassandra is at Dark Hearted Rose. Uh, so uh, follow those. And if you like the show, do us a favor. Leave us a review on iTunes, preferably a five-star one. <laughs> Let people know that you listen and that they should be listening too. Um, and thank you for the reviews we've uh, been getting so far. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, also, uh, Nick and I have uh, other podcasts that I never plug on here and we probably should. <laughs> Geek by night. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, and that's I, not out yet. Uh, so I was going to hold off on that. Although if you want to go subscribe to Geek by Night, that's going to be the audio series that Nick and I are writing. Um, that comes out in January. Uh, there's also our podcast, Not Writing, which is what Nick and I do when we should be talking about the script that we're trying to write. Instead, we talk about random stuff and record it. That's called Not Writing. And that the, both of those podcasts are at Dueling Genre uh, duelinggenre.com and uh, so you can check those out they're also on iTunes subscribe to both of them please and then our brand new podcast is uh, Back to the Future Minute which is the podcast where Nick and I watch Back to the Future one minute at a time <laughs> it's, uh, it's a daily show comes out, comes out five times a week and we watch one minute of Back to the Future and talk about it uh, in every episode, it sounds more tedious than it is. It's a lot of fun Thank coming you. from a listener. Thank you, Thank Cassandra. Cassandra. And Cassandra is going to be on week three. Oh, yeah! I gotta watch Back to the Future. <laughs> well, you don't watch the whole thing; just watch a minute, and then um, four more minutes. Yeah. yeah. So we have we have we have guests lined up for every week. Uh, we, Nick and I did the first week by ourselves and then, uh, and then we, now we have a guest every, every week lined up, um, sometimes more than one. Uh, it came, the idea came from uh, star Wars minute, which is another, another, a different podcast. Uh, they kind of invented the format where they watched star Wars one minute at a time, the star Wars movies. And, uh, we asked permission and they gave us permission and now we're doing, uh, Back to the Future Minute. It's really yeah. exciting. And the, the response has been kind of overwhelming for a brand new podcast. Um, it's kind of it's kind of insane mm-hmm. so far. Um, but uh, look yeah, out, so Night we'll Vale. Check that out. Yeah, that's that's also on iTunes uh, and at Back to the Future Minute dot com. Uh, so go check out all of those. That's not writing Geek by Night and Back to the Future Minute. But, you know, uh, our hearts, our hearts are always going to be 
here and um hearts i see what you're doing our hearts will always be belong to the doctor (laughs) we're not going anywhere no 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 no. um so go check those out please i mean come on if you're if you like doctor who like you don't like back to the future yes well you like you don't own a shirt of them like making out or whatever yeah. Whatever the kids are into. I mean, I mean, I have a, I have a DeLorean smashing into a TARDIS shirt. Yeah, I like there that shirt go. because yeah. it implies DeLorean is smashing the TARDIS and it shreds. Yeah, I hate the. T- <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So anyway, go check those out, and uh, we'll be back with more Doctor Who next week. Uh, with uh, before the flood. Yeah. All right. See ya. What the hell is under that lake?